The following is a presentation of the Bellip Sports Media Network. You are listening to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer with a sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Sports Network. Listen in as Brent and Dave invite you to belly up to the bar with them to talk about everything in the world of sports, just like you would do at your favorite watering hole. It's sports, beer, and shenanigans. So belly up to the bar with us, grab a beverage, and let's get into it. The 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four beers, sports talk, and a whole lot more. Episode number 323 on this 10th day of August 2023. Tonight's show is brought to you by SeatGeek.com. The SeatGeek app use promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com today and save yourself 20 bucks in your first purchase. Uh, remember, we are part of the Belly Up, Belly Up Media Network. Go to BellyUpSports.com and uh, check out all the great articles and other podcasts, such as the Corner Book Podcast and Craft Food Sports. And thank you for making us a part of your day each and every day uh, here from 1420 World Headquarters. Dave, this might be in the two and a half years we've been doing this, two and nine twelfths or whatever it is that we've been doing this show. This might be the longest time we haven't uh put a show together we uh had a had a week and a bit off it's it's been a day i missed you brother like uh i i i didn't know what to do on my mondays and thursdays but uh i found things to do anyways and it's thursday again but yeah it's been eight full days since we've uh had a chance to get together and chat and and Makes me think we're going to have a lot to talk about tonight. Well, we've always found out something to talk about. No matter if there's nothing to talk about, we always find a way to talk about something. It's a, it's crazy, Dave. Uh, I was down in Haver, Montana for the week. Uh, it, was a, it was a fantastic time down there, baseball. And it's just a, a different atmosphere when you get down the uh, the great, uh, across the 49th parallel. Uh the, the way, we didn't talk about this off air, but we'll talk about a little bit. And we've talked about it before a little bit. But the way Americans treat their amateur sports compared to what Canadians do, it's night and day. And I, I really admire the way they do it down there. Like, I I, I was, uh, yeah, I was a little envious, to say to say the least. I find it, I don't know if it's just because it's Montana, the, the state that you and I tend to go to the most and, and are able to, to mix it up with the locals. They root, root, root for the home team. And whether you have a kid on it or not, um, these towns are maybe small enough that, you know, we're going to go watch. This is what we do. We go watch the the team play baseball because it's more community minded. I don't know, but it, it's it's cool. And, and I agree with you like that, how high school sports and in your uh, uh, case, the American Legion baseball that uh, everybody comes out to see and, and they're all cheering for the home team. And that's that is cool to see. No, it was great. Like on like I was saying off air there, like on Saturday we had a rain delay that uh, lasted throughout the day, and the poured rain on Saturday night, and then Sunday or Friday night, sorry, and then Saturday the field was flooded, and the the team, the the, the community came out, fixed it all up, and we started games at four o'clock, and that was I took the field for my uh, the last game of the day at ten forty five at night, and the place was packed, five hundred plus, six hundred plus people, whatever it was. I know it doesn't sound like great big numbers for a town the size of Haver. Uh, the grandstand was full. People were still drinking beers, having a good time. And, uh, no, it was a lot. It was a lot of fun. The, uh, the sweet Caroline was playing in the fifth and on and on it went. No, like uh, Americans, they, they get behind their, their, uh, their, their, their state tournaments, their state, this, like it, I, 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 it was, uh, 
like I said, I'm quite envious about how, how how they do it compared to how we do it up here. I agree. Um, I agree. It's it's just different. It's it's the way that um, sports are, are organized. It's more talent. Like you think, uh, even in Lethbridge here, you know, there's there's two teams, three teams at every age group playing for different factions. One wants to play for Alberta baseball. One wants to play little league. And you, you, if you can't get everybody pulling the boat in the same direction, like how do you expect to get a good crowd around? And uh, oh, if it's... when it's, when it's in the States there, um, it seems that everybody's playing for the same while well, in Montana, everybody's pulling the boat in the same direction. And, and then for, all for their community, for their team, it's, it's, and it, it, we'll get off this in half a second, but I, I found that uh, they were even parents whose kids weren't starters. They were cheering for the team. Like the, the, the parents were like, go team. It wasn't go Johnny, go Billy, go whatever, go team first. It was, it was, it was, it was great. Uh, it was great. A town pride. And yeah. and I can get that because like, it's a small town. And to even be able to, did they win? Did they earn their way there or they were just host team? They, they were host team, but they, they won districts. They, oh, uh, so they earned their way there. So they kind of sort of earned their way there and like, no, no matter what. Yeah. They, they were there, but yeah, it was good. Uh, kinda, I, I had a laugh on, uh, on Sunday night because Deanne left Sunday morning from however she came down for a couple because it, it was my birthday on Saturday, Dave. Oh, happy birthday. I, uh, I was going to say you looked yeah, older, but that's yeah, true. I, I turned 49 years old. I didn't put any cold hair or lava on my face this weekend. So that's why I look a little bit older, but, uh, on Sun, so Deanne left on Sunday morning. When we went to the the umpires, went to the local bar on uh, on Sunday night. Deanne and I didn't on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. But anyways, uh, we uh, walked into the bar. The, the barmaid, Chris, nice, nice, nice lady, super nice, about sixty years old. She uh, put down a round of beers in front of, at our table. This for you, blind fucker, she said. And she, she laughed and walked away. It was good, quite, <laughs> quite a funny little situation. Uh, Dave, on uh, over the weekend, a guy by the name of uh, Kenny Middleton, he got traded over uh, the trade deadline. Actually, he got traded from the uh, bo- from the Chicago White Sox to the New York Yankees. And uh, on his dip departing note, he basically said the, the Chicago White Sox are a joke. They got no culture. The team's going nowhere. I don't know. I'm glad I'm gone. Blah blah blah. Why you want to go to the Yankees? It's a whole other story. But anyways, we'll get into that. But Dave, do you think when players depart their their team, do you think they should just keep their yap shut, or should they air the dirty laundry as Middleton did that that day? Like, there's a fine line there. It's like, thank you for my services because they they pay him pretty good money. What's your thoughts on him saying this this team was a joke? I'm glad I'm gone. Um, you know, as as if you know, I was his dad or agent, like, you know, unless you're a super stud, maybe let's not um burn that bridge as we leave town. But as a consumer of sports information and and clips and clicks, I'm all for it. I fucking love it. I imagine that feels so good, especially at a situation as toxic as 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 the Chicago White Sox. There there've been a tire fire for years. They had La Russa sleeping uh on the in the 
in the dugout DUI steps. last year and everything else. And yeah. And, and the game passed him by and he had no control and they, and they actually had some flash and some young players last year. What was his name? German something like, Oh wow. They had that one player. It was Herman Herman. It's something goofy, but nonetheless, I'm going to stop trying to think of his name because I won't. They had some promise, and that's why you bring in a manager like Larusa. But it's obvious that the wheels have come off. They do not give a fuck. The only team they can beat is the New York Yankees, apparently. That's right. Again, last yeah, and uh, yeah, and <laughs> uh, and then take one on the chin by that uh, shortstop that he was been talking shit apparently for years, and and people are tired of his action, and then that. Uh, Martinez, Tim, Tim Anderson's a dickhead. There's no getting around. He's he's an absolute fucking dickhead. There's no well, like, yeah. He, he got he, put he, on his ass. And the thing is, like Jose Ramirez from the Cleveland Guardians, he's the one who knocked him out. And Ramirez seems like a pretty decent guy. He's always got a smile on his face, a, a dip in his lip, and everything else. He's like a, a decent fella. And he he had enough, especially when Anderson flicked his cap after stolen base, standing over top of the whole thing. Like fuck off, Anderson, because he's a he's a bit of a dickhead, and the, the Chicago White Sox culture is, is that now. And for Anderson to to get popped in the face, it kind of reminds me of back in what was it, 2016, 17? Oh, rough net Odor when Rufy when Rufy when Rufy Rufy fucking uh, <laughs> Bautista. It, it's funny to see like it, it's it's nice to see that there is some competitive competitiveness in these guys and they're, they're not they're not just robots playing for themselves yeah you know that that's that's great um you know like i said like from all, all i've read about it this guy's been doing the hard tags and just being a dick at, for as a general rule since he got there and he's a good ball player but you know like are you about fucking finish being a dick here what are you going to do about it? And then uh, Ramirez showed him he, he, that's what he's going to do about it. You know, and I think he got six games, but if you saw that clip, they both dropped their gloves. It was kind of hockey fight-ish. I really appreciated that. Cause Anderson there was, got a couple good shots in Ramirez too. Yeah. This was no sucker punching. This wasn't, it was, I, I don't want to, I don't want to go Domi, but it was, it was there. It was as good as a fight. It was two guys squaring it's off. It's probably the, one of the better baseball fights that's ever happened. Like it was, it was, yeah. uh, it was, it was better. It was better than no one Ryan Robin Ventura because that that was a one sided tilt. Yeah, no, I agree. Like I've never seen guys like just square off like they did, like with uh, Anderson dropping his glove. Like that was, he was ready to go. Like he didn't get surprised by anything, and 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 he got put on his ass. And then hopefully, um, that's one way to shut one guy's mouth, whether he's in town or not. When like we get get back to uh, the cat who said something about uh, his ex team, there he has to look back. Go, oh fuck, because he's a fringe player, right? He's a yeah. fr- he's a fringe guy, and we don't remember his name. Kenyon Middleton. Now he's with the Yankees. They're going to blow another save tomorrow night. But Kenyon Middleton's a, a fringe guy, and like you said, his dad and his agent might be like Jesus, man. You can't be saying that because Jesus, you're a fringe guy, and you're you're replaceable. Some some guy in Double A is going to take your job next week. Know your spot, 
Like if you're if you're fucking Garrett Cole or fucking Roger Clemens or fucking Pedro Martinez, you can say that shit about where, where you're going or whatever it is. Well, uh, Max Scherzer talks shit about the best. Scherzer's talking like you 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 can say whatever you want, but when you're a yeah. middle of the run guy, barely hanging on to a major league contract, because pitchers are pitchers, whatever. Some middle like you're fucking your mid reliever. Shut your mouth. Shut you know, and I mouth. and I don't know. Oh. How old. I don't know how old this guy is. I don't know what his future prospects look like for uh, how much longer he's going to be in the league, but maybe he's just like, fuck it. You know, this is my, like, I don't know anything. This is my sixth team in, in five years. And, you know, I'm just happy for my next paycheck. Fuck this shit. I'm going to, I'm going to speak my mind. You know, like I'm, I'm someone of, I'm someone that every team has a middle of the road reliever. Just trying to eke, eke out, looking for some breadcrumbs here and there. I fucking had it. That's the worst place I've ever played. And I'm going to let you know and, and fuck y'all. And I and I kind of respect that. Um, it's not like he's taking a flamethrower to the place. But, you know, he's a major leaguer. And and this, this is what he saw. And, and he... If you're sick of something, you're sick of something. Maybe they they caught him. He was just so relieved, and he doesn't give a fuck. He just wants to make sure he never has to play for the White Sox again. Maybe that's what it is. Well, he pretty much guaranteed that. It's just uh, like you you you've owned your own company for a, a, a long time now, and everything. So so you you never had to have that um, before in life. You you obviously did, but since you, you you've had your own company where you uh, didn't have to. Uh, voice your concerns about the owner right walking out the door yes walking out the door uh have you ever had a situation where a kid went to like in, in the door out the door like and he told you what he uh what he thought of you oh yeah for sure it was hilarious it was quite some time ago um i hired this kid on a part-time basis uh and then like on the in the interview like you know you're gonna get between 20 and 30 hours a week and this is what you're gonna get paid and and, and, uh, he came into work late, like his second or third shift. And I was like, what the fuck, man, you're late. Well, I don't know even know how I'm going to pay my bills with this kind of hours. I go here, let me help you with something. Get the fuck out. What? I go, get the fuck out. I go, if, if this isn't enough, then get the fuck out. Well, what are you going to do? I go, don't fucking worry about it. Get the fuck out. And then like, it was, it was awesome. It felt, it felt awesome to say that to him. Like he's naughty little bitch. I just, I like, I hired you on these conditions and you're going to complain to me after you show up late and you want more hours. Get the fuck out. Go. That, that drove me nuts. I mean, Deanna were talking about that uh, earlier on tonight about people being late to, to work. That, that was one thing in my old life when I was a project superintendent, when guys would show up late uh, that that drove me bonkers, like absolutely fucking nuts. Like if I can be here it's, at five thirty in the morning and you can't show up at seven, fuck off. Like it total it, fuck off. It just like, it, 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 it it took you. It, you're you're. It takes you. you no, know, you're here shorter throughout the day than it takes you to get back here. Like on time. Like it's one of those. It, it drives me nuts. Just if you like, I'm paying you for your time. So like, just give me the time that you said you'd give to me. You know that's so that's all we're doing here, David. Right? Like like as we talk about like we're on the on this uh, on this stupid show for fucking whatever how many years it's been now. But we it sounds like we're becoming more and more uh, 
anti-player a little bit because we we talked about a couple weeks ago get the fuck out with uh with herbert say don't ask for that kind of money and this guy don't do this don't do that is it at a point now where gms and owners because not every team can fucking win and most teams know they're not going to win is that a point now where like they're like you know what we'll find somebody else just get the fuck out of here like like if there's so you no shut gar- your mouth yeah if there's no guaranteed money and that's the thing with baseball right if it's football it'd be a different thing if you're a guy trying to figure shit out because then who's gonna who's gonna who's gonna take a chance on someone that just uh took a blow towards their old team when when they don't have to it's it's bad form and it's unprofessional but like i say i'm i'm here for it all the time and i just thought of another story too this one guy that had been working for me about six seven months he was hot tempered but he would not get into it like fight but like not be as polite as he should to customers and then i got a complaint and i phoned him and he was still on the work truck (laughs) you're not paying me enough to put up with that shit i go you know what you're right come back to the shop I still got two deliveries to do. No, just come back to the shop. I'm not paying you enough to do this shit. Well, so what are you going to do? I got this your last day. I'm not paying at all anymore. Yeah, now you're not getting paid at all. I'm not getting paid enough to do this shit. This, you're getting paid exactly what you agreed to to put up with this shit. And I said, come come back in. You're done. Yeah. It's, what? It's, what? It's, I don't, you, know, you told me you're not getting paid enough. I'm not giving you a fucking raise to be an asshole. What's odd is that now, like years ago in, in all sports, I mean, it's, it's it's different money now than it was fucking 20, 30, 40 years ago, obviously. But it's funny that uh, like the guys back in the day, there was a code and there was uh, you played hard for your team and on and on it went. You just did we did did we have to do and they weren't making much money and they played hard and whatever it was and they wouldn't say fuck all. And now these guys who are making millions and millions of dollars, they seem to have carte blanche for some reason. Like it's it's just so odd the the way it's all changed changed about. Whereas that you got guys who would be begging to be in the big leagues or begging to be in the National Hockey League or NBA or NFL, and then like just and not say a word. And now these guys have nothing but money, and they can't keep their fucking mouth shut. Well, that's just, we say that too, but then I also believe the, the access to quotes and social media and all that thing too has, has made everything instead of, you know, the, the beat reporter and the visiting home team, uh, the visiting uh, bench reporter are there. Like you're not, now you, when these guys are done the game, they have 20 people rolling around the locker room. There's, there's and media everywhere talking about and, and podcasts about everywhere. And then, else, yeah. and then it gets out. You can't say anything to anybody. If there's, if there's a mic in front of you, someone's going to hear it. And if you say the right and or wrong thing, everybody is going to hear it. Like going viral isn't always a good thing. I watched the uh, Johnny Manziel documentary today on Netflix there. <laughs> and I tell you what, man, that's a whole nother story that we that we that we all got duped on that uh, that was got got let out since this documentary went out. He obviously had his his heyday at Texas A and M, and that and that really actually should have been it. Really, it should have been it. We should never have known that guy's name after that. He was never going to be an NFL quarterback. Smallish guy could run a little bit, but he was a he was a he was a small Tim Tebow, right? 
And he fucking, he duped every single one of us. The stories that came across about how uh, he was, his family was rich and it wasn't true and on and on. I've seen it. But um, turns out he was just a fucking, a good high school quarterback who who had a, a few good games in college and that was it. You know, and well, uh, he won the Heisman. It was more than a no, few but, good games. He but without, without, no, but he had a, he, he had that one season. Yeah, his, where he beat Alabama. Freshman year, yeah. And he beat Alabama. Yeah. Without that Alabama win, we don't know who Johnny Manziel is. I agree with that. Like we don't. Like we we don't know who this guy is. And he made it. And it, it's funny how he he was a uh, a product of social media. Really, when it comes down to it. Yeah, he did have the results, you know, the AM, like that was that is the house that Johnny built, right? They they went the, the that stadium went through some renovations and now seats a hundred thousand people. Um obviously Texas AM helped perpetuate the myth of the greatness of Johnny Manziel. And and you don't win a Heisman and you don't beat Alabama with crazy natural ability. But I saw that one thing on Twitter. I forwarded to you <laughs> the win. Uh, he was in the pros and they gave him that iPad and he handed it back the next day. And I, I don't care. Zero minutes logged in. I don't care. I'm uh, he, when there was a, a, a fun line with whether his, his buddy was that was perpetuating the whole story that went on on there, and he, and Johnny Manziel's motto was uh, at A and M his first year: win or lose, we're in the booze. We're gonna we're gonna party. I'm here to party, have a good time. And uh, it's it's crazy that these kids uh, that uh, they get paid so much and can do whatever they want. And but when it, it's 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 unbelievable. It's actually unbelievable. It really is unbelievable. It it. it- it would be so interesting to to turn back the clock and if he dedicated himself to the craft, like I don't care. Like to be a star any starter at any div one program in the USA, you're a you're crazy fr- you're a crazy freak athlete. And let alone now for a named organization like Texas AM and beat Alabama and and win a Heisman. Like you are you have so much physical to to think that he won that Heisman on I, one game. By being a, but by being a frat boy, yeah, not studying game tape, not doing this, like. Well, what's crazy about that that documentary was that he, like, after that game, like, before he went in there, he lost his first game against Florida, and then he went in the second game. I can't remember. They beat uh, fucking who? Who gives a fuck? Doesn't much matter. Uh, 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 SMU. And then third or fourth game is when he beat Alabama, and it was just on it. And then the train just rolled. And he basically said, we're, we're winning this game. We're winning this game on, on his back. And he never went to class again after that because of the autograph seekers and on and on and on that were in his classes. So he never went to class after his third week in school ever again. Ever again. That was it. <laughs> I'm not because 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 he couldn't. Uh, assimilate into 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 the uh, school. He was a he was a distraction. Yeah, he, he was an, he was an athlete, others, not yeah. student athlete, right? And right. so it, they they could. So he just took online classes. And he probably never, never opened that laptop either. It's it's insane, like how college athletes just. You wonder how like we'll we'll never know. Obviously, uh, they call college athletes are are or student athletes aren't student athletes. They're athletes students. Right. And it's fucking nuts. Like the money that goes through the fucking organization. Cause it, they said that like the donations that came to AM 
went to like $700 million that year because of him. And he says, I have a hate for the NCAA. So I hate them. Because I made all this money I, for I, him. And I got nothing. And I got Jack. So yeah. then he, so th- th- that uh, fuck, it's crazy. Well, I'll let you watch it. We'll talk about another show. But yeah, like, I'll, 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 I'll watch it's it. Actually, it was actually a fucking uh, crazy story. Like, And then he was just done. That was it. He played two years in the NFL, and that was it. Well, yeah, he got paid. Yeah, because he doesn't want to study, doesn't want to work, doesn't want to put in the work. Yeah, and you know, it, it's if you're crazy talented, it it may work for you in the NCAA, but it's never going to work for you in the NFL, right? You know, ask Jamarcus, ask well Jeff George. That guy hated a playbook, uh, reading a playbook too. I love that guy. He can throw that ball a million miles an hour, but didn't know where his receivers were going to be. Um, where was I? Yeah. You got it. You got to put in the time. It doesn't matter what your talent level is, what your physical abilities are. If you're not going to hit the books, you're not going to succeed in the NFL as a quarterback. And the thing is, they like what you see these guys week in, week out and year in, year out and whatever it might be, whatever sport they're in. And it's, it seems to be happening a lot more than it did. Or maybe it's because more internet and everything else, right? But it's just amazing to see how many me, me, me guys there are in sports. Like this, 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 this picture for the fucking Chicago White Sox who has the, like they're paying him. You should probably shut your mouth. And and Johnny Manziel and fucking, you know, I'm getting paid, so you should probably shut your mouth. Because there's always some guy to jump in. There, there, there just seems to be a lot more me, me guys than there was 30 years ago. Like it was an honor to play in the National Hockey League. It was an honor to play in, in in Major League Baseball. Now it's like, fuck, I'm bigger than that. Yeah, and a maybe lot, it a is. lot more guys think they're bigger than the league and the team. Not maybe it's also the league, but the team. Yeah, there, there's, there's a lot more. We hear a lot more about athletes that just. Um, who who never wear the blame themselves, right? And so, yeah, it didn't work out with us. And you know, I, I wish him the best of luck. I'm going to give my best for the twins, as opposed to those guys are fox, right? But you get you see in the NHL all the time, like uh, so many people demanding trades all the time. Like the like the, the I think of the Line and Dubois. And and uh, shit, there's a couple others out there that well, it's just how, not coming. Chuck said, "I'm not playing here anymore," or whatever. Like, well, I mean, he didn't say. He just said, "I'm not going to re up." I think I think he did it classy. He never did take a dump on Calgary. They had him for one more year, and he says, "Don't if you can trade me, trade me because I ain't coming back." And there's nothing wrong with saying that. I think that's admirable. Whereas Johnny Goudreau took him right to the wire and said, "That eh, no, that's." As is his right, he doesn't owe him a thing, but you know, this is the team that drafted you, made you a star, and enabled you to sign this next big deal. Just a little bit of a heads up as opposed to just ghost. Like, that's like instead of picking up the phone and bringing up your girl, that's just ghosting her, is what he did. You were ghosting girl? Um, the last time I had a girlfriend that wasn't my wife, I didn't even have a cell phone, I don't think. So it's, it's, so, you know, probably you no, know, I like, but well, back in the day on the landline, I probably not answered the phone thinking it was her, but that was even before call display. So sorry, mom and dad, if you missed that call for the new job in uh, Hawaii that day in 1978. <laughs>
Would you ever, like back when you played college, uh, college soccer, would you have ever, if you got to transfer or whatever it happened, would you have ever, it's, it's different, but just would you ever, would you ever have said anything bad about your the, the team you played for? No, I don't think so because I had nothing to complain about. I wasn't um, uh, one of the most skilled players on the team. I was happy to be there. I was a, I was a, 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 a gut and locker room kind of guy. Uh, I played a lot of minutes, but it wasn't, we weren't winning because of me. You know, if there was a team full of me's there, there wouldn't have, we needed people more skilled than me. I was happy to be there. I was a team guy and, um, no, it just wasn't in my nature. Cause I'm such a, te- I, like, I am a team guy. I, I'd rip into guys throughout my athletic career, I'd rip into guys behind the scenes and, and on the bench and that kind of thing. But I would never, I would have never done that playing for them. I never left the team in my career. I played for different teams, but I never left. Like even when I was done playing university, I played men's league. I never, I played for the same men's league team, my entire adult life as well. I never bounced to another team. I never got pissy about that kind of shit. Cause I'm a team guy. Yeah, I, I I don't know what good it would do. Do anybody say anything bad about your your ex team, ex teammates, whatever? I, I I don't know. Like you're you're because it's it's such a small community of people who are in the big leagues. Like there's what there's 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 32 teams or 30 teams, whatever it is, 25. So there's 750 guys. You know, that's and, not, and that's not very many. Unless you're a dick, right? Because there's always I won't say always. Uh, there's a lot of times on a team there's like, Jesus, like just shut up. You know, just shut up. If someone's going to be beacon at the ref or beacon at the, um, or, or, or just being a pain in the ass. It's like, fuck man, you're embarrassing all of us. Just shut your mouth. And then like, those are the kind of guys that when they go like, well, fuck you guys. If you don't want me here, I'll play for another team. Then go beat it, then beat it. And that's the guy that's going to be beacon all the time. And um, I, but but I do I do think it's very important for guys when when they do get dealt to just shut up because you know what there's there's three sides we say it all the time here on, on our on our show is that there's three sides of every story like what you see what what's going on and we don't know what the front office is doing and planning and that guy might be gone next week too so shut the fuck up you know when we I knew we were talking about this I did look it up why because I thought of one. Old Patty Roy didn't have a lot of good things to say about the Montreal Canadiens after he left that team. Well, that was a. <laughs> Is that different? Because he's a superstar and he, he was, got embarrassed. He was butthurt because he was a superstar, right? Pat, Patrick Roy was butthurt because he was a superstar and he got let in. Against, who the fuck was that against? I he, wouldn't even know. He but gave up nine. Nine goals. Nine, two, yep. And he got pulled. At the forum in Montreal back in nineteen, and he wanted to get yanked at four after four. Or something yeah, they said no, stay in there, stay and he in fucking. There. So was that a dick move by but by management keeping keep, keep keeping him in that? Well, maybe he was acting an all prima donna in the, in before the him. Room, so right? Maybe he was yeah. a dickhead because as a general rule, and once gonna... again, once again, until you own the franchise or until you're the coach or the president, whatever it is, until you fucking are making decisions, you're just another fucking employee. Shut the fuck up. Because even as hot headed as Pat Roy is, I can't imagine that was the one and only incident that happened. 
like that, that had been the boiling point for him. And it was like, he thought he was bigger than the coach or whatever. And when the coach put him in for that drubbing, that's when he realized he, he might lose this um, war of words. Right. Do you have a, like as a franchise, as a GM, as a coach, when you have a superstar, do you run into that problem? No matter what, that I have a, a, a superstar that's bigger than the game. Like, that thinks like, they're bigger than the team, like, right? Like Jeter had Cashman, same thing that happened back then when when Cashman said, G, "You're you're not as good as Tula Whiskey." Yep. So is it the same we thing lo- with, with yep. Patrick Waugh and Marcel Julien, or the fuck the guy was in Montreal? Do it's you really have that quite problem? possible. Do yeah. you have that problem where Jerome McGinley in Calgary? We talked about last week. Do you have that problem? Like, you know what? You're an employee. Shut your fucking mouth. That's right. Like at Do the you, end of the day, you, you need someone to sign your chick. Yeah. And if I you want you shut up. Mm-hmm. I played my last game for Montreal. Oh yeah. Well then yeah, then sign here because we're not gonna pay you. Then if you're done working for us, we're done paying you. So and we'll trade you when we want to trade you. How's that I will stuff? trade you. Yeah, exactly. But like just sign here and then that way we can put you and pull someone else up. I mean I, it, it turned out well for Colorado and for Patrick Raw, obviously. Yeah. But, Fuck! If I was wherever the GM was back then, I would have told that motherfucking cocksucker. I would have said, "Go fuck off, fuck off." <laughs> I would have too, right? You know, because you want us to no, no matter no matter what players they got, no matter what players they got back for him. I can't remember the, what the deal ended up being. They got they got uh, Jocelyn Tebow back to play net. So no matter what deal they were going to get, was there there was not going to be a goaltender as good as Patrick Roy. So they were going to lose that deal. No, like no matter what, I would have told Patrick Roy, "Go home, fuck off, fuck off." We're, we're you know what. We signed you to a contract. You're an employee of our team. Go sit over here. Fuck you. You don't want to play. You embarrass me in front of the fucking uh, Richard's wife and uh, Bellavo's wife sat, sat behind the bench there at the forum back in the day. Go away. We embarrass you. You embarrassed us. Like, who the fuck? We're paying you to be the best goalie in the league, and you're letting in nine goals a game? Like, why don't you step your game up? So- Detroit. It was against Detroit. Because so that must have been there, there must have been some behind the scenes stuff going on before that. Maybe like who knows, whatever. Because you can't Left think the that toilet seat up five times in a row. <laughs> you know what I mean? Parking in the general manager's spot yeah. or something. You know what like I mean? That. Like one of yeah. those things. Like we all we all have ourselves a tipping point, right? Yeah. Because, because you know, I think that's a be- a really good one. But you know, Pat Roy kind of brought this on himself. I don't know about this White Sox pitcher and the other one. Well, there's two. I'll just bring up one more. The king of talking shit about your old team, old Terrell Owens back in the day. Oh fuck! Talked that guy like if he wasn't talking, he 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 wasn't talking shit. Like that's the no, only time he wasn't. That's my quarterback from the Niners to the Eagles to the thing. And then, and then he would leave and just talk shit. Like it was, I would, I, I would like to know how he would be held up. I, he was so good. He led the league and dropped passes a couple of years. And, and I never did like him because I never liked any team he ever played for, but just shut your fucking mouth and play the fucking game. 
Yeah. Like he just mouthpiece all the time. And God, that guy talks shit about his former employer all the time. And then finally, it's just like, we're done. We're done. It's not worth it anymore. Who was there? All those guys, all those, those stud football players have what Drew, Drew Rosenhaus as their, uh, as their agent. As their and agent. He's the yeah. biggest asshole on the planet. Oh, Jesus. Like the <laughs> biggest asshole on the planet. Completely. I, I like when I see when I hear the name Drew Rosenhaus, I think that of Ari from probably vote for Trump too. Well, whatever, it doesn't matter. Well, I think of uh, Ari from Entourage, is what Drew, Drew Rosenhaus. Idiot. Just, just an idiot. This, well, gets his players paid, and and then they, he obviously pumps their tires twenty four seven. He probably has a, a little voice recording, like uh, like uh, like when it comes in and he sees it, he goes, "Oh, voice recording five. Oh, Gio, you're the best man. Don't don't listen to any of those haters out there. You just keep you just keep working hard. It's not you, it's them." If you were Dave, in a segment here in a second here, but if you were the uh, GM or owner, whatever, and there was a superstar that was available, and it was in, in the budget, and uh, he's been known once he leaves a team or things don't go his way, he has a temper tantrum on air or being interviewed, and he badmouths the team a little bit and says things aren't. He's like, well, you know, I was great, but they weren't. You know it's ahead of time. And uh, would you sign that guy as a free agent for a three-year deal? Never. 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 Maybe a playoff run at trade trade deadline. But Maybe. you don't need yeah, you don't need that piece of shit day by day. Give uh, me like, six weeks and then we're I'll never see you again. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give but you a playoff for three bonus. Years. But not for three years, because we all know this is gonna get old. Um what's his name? James Harden. Paul George, Shaquille Neal, Shaquille Neal to the end of his re- run there. Like, yeah. just, just, just go away. Fuck. Just go yeah. away. Stop chasing rings. You got enough money. Get fucked. Like, yeah, Paul George, James Harden, I, uh, Kevin Durant. I can't stand those fuckers. Ring Maybe chasers. Thing. Yeah, I, I don't know if yeah. I could ever, like, if, if there was a history guy talking, that's where this Kenyon Middleton, whatever the fuck his name is, he's like, Jesus, man, you're not that good. Maybe you should shut your mouth. You know, at least he got some clicks, and maybe that's good for the brand. Maybe that's maybe maybe he's, maybe, maybe, maybe he's got a, a career as a broadcaster. Maybe, yeah, kind of. He's taking the Pat McAfee route, right? Because everybody, more people know Pat McAfee as a as a content creator than a punter in the NFL. I didn't know who Pat McAfee was until I saw him on whatever the fuck well he has your stick and it's working for him so i'm not going to complain well, he about got paid it. a little bit yeah yeah he's doing all right and I, th- I think he's a bit of a dickhead i've never once listened to a word i listened to a podcast he was uh i listened to jimmy Trina. he's a sports media podcast with sports illustrated um he had mcafee on and that's the first time i actually heard his voice because so. I, I watch college game day so that's that's why I know oh, okay yeah so I, i'm a game day guy that's one of those things but yeah i think he's an absolute dickhead was he wearing his muscle shirt actually yes that's all he wears like can i get anybody okay here it is i don't own a muscle shirt i don't have muscle so i can uh <laughs> Anybody who wears a tank top slash muscle shirt with blue jeans needs to take a long, hard look in the mirror. Do what you do, and I'm not going to. No, no. 
I I'm not. We have we we know. have to quit allowing stuff just because. What about what about like a, a Hawaiian shirt, uh, but flowing, all the buttons undone, with jeans? No. What's worse, a muscle oh, shirt whole, or an unbuttoned the, the Hawaiian, uh, Hawaiian shirt unbuttoned with jeans on? Yeah. Hawaiian shirt with shorts on unbuttons. That's all right. Okay. That's with actually solid. <laughs> you're having a good time on a saturday so, afternoon going to get more beer so for you both of the beer hawaiian shirt you put it on to shorts, go in yeah getting beer back to back to the campground <laughs> or wherever you're having a time so that's like that's a point of uh of uh of rules right like no shirt no shoes right like yeah. okay i'll put on a shirt but you can i'm not doing chest. it up though i'm not doing it up and uh and with shorts it's okay like so muscle shirt shorts is okay too no i i don't think you should have a must muscle shirt I, I really don't yeah i've never been a muscle shirt guy yeah. i i'm I, yeah so so maybe that's the thing i've never been that guy yeah i just well, i don't have muscles so yeah i don't know well, it's weird it is like, weird like three inches of material or four inch material or six inch whatever it is are you that much cooler like temperature wise no, I don't think so. Like it, it's if definitely you're, if you're that yeah. warm, fuck to have a fucking Gatorade or something, man, or or just lose the tarp. Just lose it like, all. Like so, yeah. So if you're outside, like tank top or bullshit. Tank top or just just lose it and just bare chest it. Bare chest it. Tank tops are bullshit. Yeah, I don't. But that's your shirt to get your burger and fries, man. Get yourself a Hawaiian shirt. Anyways, the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer sports talk and a whole lot more. This thing was brought to you by SeatGeek.com. The SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com today and saves up 20 bucks on your first purchase. You wore a tank top this week. I, I, I've never had one. I've never owned a tank top in my entire life. I was trying to think. I, like Maybe, maybe in my... Before I was 10? So when a person wears a camouflage tank top, can you see their head? Uh, you can see their arms and their smile. And that's it. That's so it. If they're not smiling, they're fucked. Then they're fucked. Yeah, because you know, you're just running on because you're so 10. And then, but like once you take it off and you see those, you see the white underneath those, <laughs> the, 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 the tank top sunburn potential, right? Like you, you see a lot of uh, tank tops, especially in the early summer. Smile, umpire tan legs. Yeah, you bet. If you're standing in front of a red a red billboard, no one knows where you are. Jesus Christ, <laughs> I don't get Fuck. it. Neither do I. I. Yeah, it's not comfortable. Fashion sense by the fourteen twenty boys, uh, fourteen twenty sports bar podcast boys. Loose t shirt or a button down. That's my summer go to. That's it. Are you thinking of going to a game or a concert in the coming days ahead, or do you already have tickets and want to upgrade where you're sitting? It's simple. Go to SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. They have tickets for all sports going on right now, as well as concert tickets to shows throughout North America. And to make things even better, use promo code 1420POD, that's 1420POD, and receive 20 bucks off your first purchase. 
once again, that's promo code 1420pod at SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. The 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, Ford Beer Sports Talk, and a whole lot more. This segment is brought to you by Caldera Lab and CalderaLab.com. Use promo code 1420LAB at CalderaLab.com and save yourself 20% on uh, the best in men's skin care products that are to keep that youthful exuberance in the uh, summer months, which are dwindling down, Dave. We talked about it earlier on. You're outside now. Man, oh, man, the uh, the days are dwindling down. Summer's, uh, it's not over, but it's always funny how you just go, it's hot, it's hot, it's hot. It's like, oh, I can feel it coming. Yeah, the the evenings are cooler, which is, it's so nice. It's been a very hot summer. And so it's nice to be outside and not sweating and, and uh and knowing, you know, it, it sucks because I'm a summer guy, but too much heat is too much heat. And I imagine, I wonder if Arizona is still rocking that 110 degree wow, there's consecutive days. Hawaii's burning down. Everything else is, uh, it's unfortunate that's going like it's just nuts for all our listeners out in uh, Hawaii, which we do actually have a, quite a few actually, which is strange, which is good. But uh, hopefully, you guys are doing okay out there in Hawaii. But uh, uh, Dave, the Pac-12, uh, now it's the Pac-4, basically, when it comes down to it, because there was more teams that said that, that thanks, by Sia, you had uh, Oregon and Washington, I think it was, uh, who else made me made, made, made trek over. That doesn't much matter right now. Stanford, I think, wants no, to no, go. Stanford, to Stanford is yes. no, a whole other thing, but uh, the Pac-12 was the once proud uh, one, one of the greatest, uh, one of the, the, the best uh, uh, conferences in all, all, all of uh college sports is down to down to four teams ucla and usc they 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 made the trek over to the big 10 uh earlier on uh th- this in the spring uh college football and co- well it's, it's all driven by football it's not driven by the baseball and basketball and whatever else uh college football is it's 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 huge huge money I think that this conference realignment, teams going here and teams going there and changing spots, whatever it might be, however you want to word it, I think it's really and not 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 for the players that doesn't we're not talking about them. I think it's really bad for the the sport and for the fans. I, I think it's awful for the fans. I, I really do. My thoughts are when it was first mentioned in in the Pac twelve, the Pac ten. Like I still want to call it the Pac ten. I gotta I gotta think to call it the Pac twelve. I'm saddened um, because uh, living where we are. Yeah, it doesn't break my heart, but but I'm saddened because those were the games I was able to watch the college games back in the day. Even though I had no horse in the race, I didn't I didn't care. But to be able to watch college football as a kid because that that's the regional coverage we had. As an adult now, I thought I cared, but the more I thought about it, the less I cared because you know what? I want to watch a college football game and I want to watch a team I want to watch and I don't give a fuck anymore because you know what? The NCAA has decided they don't give a fuck. The 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 runner the ads of all these conferences have decided they don't give a fuck. We're just going to chase the almighty dollar, and we're going to piss and moan that we these nil contracts are 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 threatening the the sanctity of our student athlete thing. Go fuck your hat, because that's all you guys are doing are chasing the almighty dollar. And now I'm going to be able to watch 
um, more sports against teams. I know against teams. I know, which is kind of what I like USC, Michigan. I'll watch that. I'll watch, I'll watch Bruins, Ohio state. If nothing's on, you know, that's a, that's a great conference game as far as I'm concerned. So who am I to say I'm saddened by this? And then in actuality, they're increasing my possible enjoyment come Saturdays in the fall. I no, I and and that's one thing I want to get into. I'll, I'll tell you how my my thoughts. How I can fix all this whole situation. I talked about the fortune twenty in the morning yesterday, but it, it's funny that you you say that. Like, yeah, you want better games, and everything else, but there's like there's there, there's existing teams in the Big Ten that nobody gives a fuck about, right? Like like like, like the the Rutgers. Like, who gives a fuck about Rutgers? Like like yeah portland state versus northwestern let's let's pretend like who's gonna watch that game right yeah, so like, th- th- there 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 are certain games like we're we're, we're not going to profess to sit here and, and we're not and we're not we're not trying to be at, at all here at 1420 sports bar podcast we're not trying to say that you, you, you this is your one-stop shop for fucking college football we watch it to enjoy the games we watch because we we have like i have a a a, 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 a interest in usc and I, I, and then so if USC is doing well, and so I watch college game day for this team to play that team, and, it, and how it, how, how it all, how it all pans out. If, if this team beats that team, and on and on it goes, but it never works out. So the last week in the season always tends to be exactly what we thought it would be, and college football is great that way. So I'm not concerned about so much about the um, the end result of of uh, the college football season because it always ends up being the same five or six teams who are, who are in, um, in in the hunt and 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 that that something's got to be fixed and that and that's not what we're talking about here my problem with this college realignment is the is the weekends that you have the um, for the fans who go to games where you're going to lose the Stanford USC game where you're going to lose the Michigan, uh, let's say Northwestern game because now now they're they're going intra intra state or whatever it is and, and bigger conferences like the, the, you're you're going to miss those games that fans forever have had. Do you know what I'm getting at? Like the, 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 the forever and ever there's there's te- there's there's fe- there's games that happen every year that are gone now because now you have to play. 10 fucking or, or the, the pac 10 teams two or three times a year or whatever it might be that's the one thing i don't like this this conference realignment thing is that the tradition of college football which i love you know you're getting this game you know you're getting the 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 the, 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 the cold war you know you're getting a bedlam you know you're getting the U- USC game against Notre Dame. Like those, those but now there's not, yeah, there's not enough weeks. Obviously they're going to make sure so, Michigan so and Ohio state plays. Every are still happening no matter what, but because you're, you're, that's a big money game, but, but now Michigan, but, Michigan state might not happen every year. Like There might be those ones that, that, that don't happen that someone might've went to forever and ever and ever, every year. Right. Yeah. So now you're losing those, the, the, the tradition of college football and the tradition of college football is bigger than college football. But it's not worth more money. But it's not worth more money, right? And then, and then, and then that's out of our hands, right? And and well, Dave, it's all out of our hands at fourteen twenty World Headquarters. But yeah. <laughs> so I, I do hear you. But you I, know what I'm I, saying? But, like, it, oh yeah, for sure. And like, what about who plays in the Rose Bowl now? 
obviously that was diluted with uh, the BCS championship. And it wasn't always the big 10 champ against the Pac 10 champ. Cause that was it back in the day. Right. You would see whoever playing USC or Washington, Michigan, Washington, those, those years back in the day with uh, Ryan Lee, Desmond Howard and, um, and, and Rod Woodson yeah. and, and uh, whoever was playing for Washington at that time, so Steve what, Entman. Yeah. Like I, I, I understand like what we, uh, we, we both understand. I think everybody listens to this show who's a college football fan. They understand that money has overtaken the whole world. It is. It, it's yeah. just money advertising and money and on and on college football and it paid for everything. Like we talked last segment about Johnny Manziel, how $740 million went to, to uh, Texas A&M that year where there wasn't that much money going before he won a Heisman trophy. So these athletes bring in a lot of money to, to, to their universities. They do like, and football is the biggest, the biggest one of the bunch football is the biggest thing in the United States. College football is way bigger than the NFL. It's way bigger. Doesn't generate the same revenue, but it's way bigger right across. The yeah, it, it puts it, it puts asses in the seats. the The reason they can't charge the same kind of TV revenue is because there's so many games. Like I mean, like because yeah, you don't have 32 teams. Now we're talking about 132 teams, right? Yeah. Like like and and you're you, you're not going to be watching Michigan Ohio State because you're you're parking your ass in. Uh, in Grizzly Stadium to watch Montana play Montana because State. You right? Because you have your own your own area, your, the team your, you want to watch, and everything else. Your own yeah. regional team, right? Like everybody right. has That's, their own regional team down there. Like I when I was down in Montana this weekend, they were talking about even high school football, how big it is, right? And it's it, it's like I don't understand. I can't. I was thinking about this the other day when 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 I first heard about it on I think it was on Friday. I think it was or Friday or something. Doesn't much matter. But I was thinking, like, how does the Pac-12 and the Big Ten screw this up so badly when I think it's something that they can do quite simply? Like, what all they need, needed to do was make a Pac or a Big Ten Pacific and a Big Ten East or whatever it might be. Simple. And just have two divisions in the Big Ten – and then you have you play four or five games inside your divisions, and then you play play four or five teams inter division where you would may, maybe have a USC playing at Michigan, where you might have a UCLA playing at fucking at uh, at Michigan State, where you might have a Stanford playing at Ohio State, and then and then you still have you still have your inter division teams like your your Oregon's playing Oregon State, Washington Washington State. Why not do it that way? And you still have Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio, and Michigan on and on it goes. Because then then why the big boys, like from the opposite division, are you going like, why am I sharing money with Iowa? Why am I sharing money with Arizona and Arizona State? Why am but I giving no, part no, of no, state? No, but, let, but, no, no, but 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 let Arizona State and let Arizona and let Utah and let fucking whatever go. Okay, good. But have have the big boys join the big boys. Why not? Why not? And then what what, what might be crazy is you what what you could possibly do is have something called the Rose Bowl, where the uh, division champion of this this side plays division champion of that side and play on New Year's Day like they used to. What what what's what's wrong with that? No, I I agree that that. But now you're 
you're kind of doing what they're doing though, right? Like if you're, if you're letting Arizona, Arizona state, Washington state, Iowa go by the wayside, then you're, you're omitting something from the big boys anyways. Right. I don't, I don't know if you can kick teams out of your conference, but big boys can leave the conference. And that's what, and, and they, and I, and I, I see know. the big 10 myself as, as someone that, um, we got to stay relevant and keep having big games like sec because sec has big games all the time. Right. You know, you have A&M there and like now Texas than, is going like there. The, the I, big, I think the big 10 isn't that good. You have two teams. Y- you do have two teams. Maybe, You're right. maybe three sometimes, but you know, I look at the numbers and, and as a revenue generator, they're number two behind sec by a margin. And I think there's just so many people that go to those Big Ten schools and are all over the, the because country. you have you have Penn State, Ohio State, and Michigan. Yeah. Every once in a while, Michigan State might roll in there. Every once in a while, you might have like Northwestern leak their way in there one to a couple three years ago. You have but three that's or four it. teams. Yeah. Right. And the Big Ten's not that good. Yeah, the Pac-12, same thing. You have Oregon's good every year. USC, well, they've had some off years. They're they're good every year. Throw UCLA in there, so you have those guys. So why not just conglomerate the two? Have it the the big fucking Pacific, or whatever, and then have you know, and Wisconsin. then ha- and then have this crazy game called the Rose Bowl, which they did for a hundred years. Uh, and that's gonna be maybe that's what's gonna happen. Maybe, maybe. that's because all the t- all the uh, conferences have their playoff their um, their league championship game now, and so maybe that's the league championship will be on the Rose Bowl. But you can't; it's too late in the year. The Rose Bowl is such a big thing that there there's no way they're not gonna want to play that on New Year's Day. Uh, like that that happens on New Year's Day. That's why we're the fucking Rose Bowl. So that's not gonna happen. And, that and, you is know, the granddaddy of them all. That's what they call it every single time, the granddaddy, right? And it's traditionally, as long as I've been alive. I, I, been, I, I just think that, that college football and that the money is, I mean, they don't give a fuck, right? It's one of those things. But I, I just think that college football is dropping the ball a little bit for the fans because half the fun of college football is is the tradition and, and games, the, the game in September, whatever it might be, the game in fucking November, the game in whatever, for every, for every city, for every state, for every team, they have those games. And for football to be just getting rid of that tradition, it's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt the game. I I think. Here's the people I feel sorry for: the people playing on non-revenue sports, right? Like the true student athletes, like who are on the wrestling team, who are on the swim team, who are on the slow pitch team, who have to you go, know, who have to go from fucking wherever in California to fucking play a game in Lansing, Michigan, on a fucking Wednesday in March. And I'm here to go to school. I'm just thankful enough. I'm good enough to make the fucking team. I'm here because of the scholarship. I have no nil. I have no. Uh, Nobody's chance. watching this at all. I have zero so, chance of pursuing. So, a so last career. year when I was fucking swimming for fucking USC, going across town at fucking whatever university uh, on a bus, not going to jump on a plane. So now I'm missing a class. And I had to go to Madison, Wisconsin. Right. And then because we're over here, then we got to stay 10 days so we can play uh, the Badgers. I, I spent I spend all, all my time in a fucking warm weather state. That's fucking why I right. fucking signed here to go to fucking uh, a, a college in California. Now you're telling me in February I got to go to fucking Wisconsin? Fuck and you. you. 
And now you want me to do keep up with my studies and tutor the the the, the fucking that football team football at the same who's time? fucking sitting in the sun? Fuck yeah, Janet, that's making all the money once a week. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta practice. I'm, I'm the one hitting the fucking books. I'm the student athlete, and now you're dragging my I'm ass hitting all over his the books. <laughs> Those like, there's hundreds of kids that are affected by this. You know that that is it. great for the kids in Madison, Wisconsin, that now get to go to uh, get to go to USC for a wrestling meet, right? No, that's a treat. That's now a treat for them. But now <laughs> I'm not going to Iowa or Wisconsin or blah blah blah. No, I I think that call I I really really think that college sports is going to take a hit. I mean, people people are going to watch no matter what. But it for the, for the fans of the rivalries, everything else, I think it's it, it's 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 a huge mistake. It's a huge mistake. I I gotta think you're right, and that's the way I think too. But there's no way that the powers that be that are making these decisions don't take the boosters into account, right? They're still going to get there because the boosters of those big name programs are still going to be buying scoreboards and and paying for uh, training facilities. I don't. Otherwise they don't do it. Otherwise they don't do it. There has to be, there's so many conversations that have to be taking place behind, excuse me, behind closed doors um, in restaurants, in the bars, at the golf courses. Like, this is what we're thinking and doing. I bet. Can we still count on your support come 2024 when this goes through? Those happen. Do you think they took into account? And I, I, I don't think they could have, that now you're going to have better teams in your conference and there's a better chance you're going to lose more games. Like there, there, there's there, every, every year, Ohio state and Michigan go 11 and one, 12 and 0 every year, every year. So now all of a sudden you, you dump in a, a UCLA or USC who's relevant teams, Oregon always fucking a blind squirrel finds up with Oregon every year because they still have the Nike money. Right. Did, did did the Big Ten think Jesus? Maybe we're not going to get a fucking a, uh, a a big bid or whatever, or or a BCS or whatever it's called a a championship appearance. Because, but now they get because that's big money, man. That's big money. Like, and all of a sudden, if if Michigan has to play fucking USC every other year, every other year you're going to lose one of those games. Um, but you I are. also. No, I, I hear what you're saying, but I also believe in uh, when this c- uh, current TV contract is up with the BCS, I think they're going to expand it to six or eight teams, um, which means now the Big Ten might have three teams in the BCS, right? Or whatever and then it's that's, called. It's called the Bolt or whatever. Whatever. Yeah, we we know what I'm talking about yeah. here. So maybe that's it. And now that now we're going to be sharing on that big time money that comes through in uh, in January, in the first two weeks of January. And then maybe that's what they do in the Rose Bowl. Maybe the Rose Bowl um, and the Sugar Bowl and the Cotton Bowl, those big-ass bowls, the Peach that Bowl. That was huge money. Yeah. And now it's still going to be huge money, And but now this might be um, a one-versus-six game. And now the, the national championship game of college doesn't happen until maybe, January 25th. Like, I don't know, but this is... They're thinking long term, otherwise they don't do it. And they're thinking clearly with their pocketbooks. And and I think now, you know, maybe it maybe it helps because you know, the Pac Ten 
USC with their shit losses against Utah and whoever else they decide to lose to. Um, uh, now they can have now they can have a big win at home against Ohio State or Michigan, right? So now that might offset because you know USC's problem is like is the Pac-10. Right? They, they they lose to an Oregon State on a fucking Friday night. Exactly. And then and then so you know, and everybody does lay up a stinker every now and then, but you know, with a with a stronger schedule top to bottom, maybe those big losses don't look as bad. Um and big wins. Yeah. I mean the, we'll the, stick the, a little bit the more. accounting is way bigger than me me or you will ever fucking figure out. I I, I don't understand. I, I just it, it, it makes me sad that there's gonna be traditions lost. Right. And, and that, and, and college football is all is more about tradition because like there's a hundred, like you said, there's 140 fucking teams. Right. And one wins and 138 of them know they aren't going to win. You know, and we say all this about tradition, but you know, I remember back in the day, Penn state joining the big 10 Penn state was an independent. They played their own thing under Joe, Joe Paterno. I remember when, uh, you know, uh, Notre Dame's independent still. They're still an independent, but like, you know, they have a national following, like not many other schools do. Um, I remember, uh, but the big East, you know, in, in basketball with Georgetown and St. John's and huge, uh, that was huge. Garden all the time. Yeah. Villanova and Seton Hall, but those, all those divisions are busted up. The Big Eight with Texas and Oklahoma and Oklahoma State and Kansas, like that's all busted up too. Like we say traditions, but you know the Big Eight was a football conference a lot longer than it hasn't been, and it's it's kind of not anymore, right? Because I, I think isn't Texas going to SEC? So I, I don't know if Texas and Oklahoma are going to. The have others their went red, to the big like Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, and somebody else went to the Big Twelve. So now they're the Big Fifteen or Sixteen because math doesn't matter in college sports and whatever. Fucking, it's it's just, it's uh, I don't know. It just it, it saddens me that the Pac twelve, which was once a proud uh, a proud most it actually ha- it actually has the most. Um, national championships of all the sports combined than any other conference uh it makes me sad because like the, we're, our proximity to to california and everything else it uh it makes me a little bit sad and i've, I've been i'm a usc guy and you go down there and you you can you, you see the pac-12 banners up in the uh, at the coliseum it, it i it, it's i think i think it's bad for college sports i really do for college sports yes i think it's good for the pocketbooks of i don't uh, like I almost don't understand why that um, NCAA doesn't just slice off football and then let all the other sports do their thing. And let's just make football. I agree with you that I agree. You know, and then still the revenue goes to the footballs this and the rest of it's that. Yeah. And the revenue goes to the school and and still like that. But as far as um, alignments for all the other sports, like why, why should the, the, the women's golf team had a men's baseball, to, whatever. Yeah, why whatever. Should. Why did why do they have to do all this shit when they can just easily play a two hour flight as opposed to a four hour flight and pop on a bus to play a baseball or softball game or go to a swim meet or polo or whatever it might be or, or wrestling? Yeah, there's so many goddamn because do sports. like like do do those other schools like in in the Big Ten do they have water polo? Who knows? I got it. I got to assume. Why wouldn't they? 
but like the the Pac-12 men's water polo thing, it's a, it's it's a major thing. Yeah, like they they play outside because it's warm. And it's California. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it's just it's it's way bigger than we'll ever know. It's 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 odd, and it's too bad I had to get that because but but money runs the entire planet, right? So it's one of those things. Yeah, money runs it, and you know, and this might be good for the the Pac-10 uh, basketball programs, right? Because they they're never really relevant ever like it's been a while since they've done i guess the wildcats in arizona were good but you know that that doesn't bring in the same kind of money as usc football ed o'bannon for the for the the bruins ucla bruins kind of yeah he was the first guy to sue the ncaa for uh for naming an image like he's kind of the one of the the video game thing correct Right, yeah. EA Sports or something. He fucking got all the little poopy pants about it. Oh, good on him. He, sh- he should get paid. Yeah, exactly. Because you know that's my name, and I'm not getting a fucking dime for it. So it's 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 a thing, and it's and at the end of the day, the the money is is the thing, and and I just find it so hypocritical of the NCAA, all these ads like pissing and moaning about nils for these athletes, and then signing these billion dollar contracts for 10 year commitments putting money in their pockets and and and, and they're all multi-millionaires these fuckers yeah you bet they are they're it's, doing it's just so fine it's so crooked it's so yeah. crooked and, and and that's the bad thing about it it's, it's like, greasy it, as shit it's 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 like it's like college sports is such great theater whether it be basketball or football or hockey or i watch college baseball it's such great theater because those kids give a fuck and then, and most of them are just done the day after the season. Never play again. And they just roll other guys in there, and then that's it. Yep. And we still have our TV deal. And, and I'm, still I'm have... making money, and the donors yep. are fucking making money, and da 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 da. Because donors aren't fucking giving money, giving money to the team for, for nothing. They're getting something back. I think I think there is uh, altruistic motives now and then, but you know, people buy our minority owners of football teams and they have no say, right? Like, so you get a hundred million dollars and all you do is, is well, I guess if you're a, a, a partial owner in the the uh, Green Bay Packers, well, isn't everybody community owner like, community owned, right? So yeah, kind of sort of, but someone's still making some money. Oh, you bet. There's yeah, there's people getting fat. Yeah, getting fat. Always people getting fat. 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four Bars first talking a whole lot more. This thing was brought to you by Caldera Lab and CalderaLab.com. Use promo code 1420LAB at CalderaLab.com. And uh, for the best in men's skincare products on the market today, and keep that youthful rubric in your mug all summer long. Should have brought it to Haver. You look good, though. Oh, I feel look good, feel good. You play good. 1420 Sports Bar Podcast is happy to have teamed up with Rucket Sports just in time for the holiday season. With golf, baseball, softball, lacrosse, and soccer training accessories, Rucket Sports has all the home or gym training gear you will ever need. Each product is designed to stand up to the most rigorous practice settings. Use promo code 1420RUCK at checkout and receive 10% off your purchase at Rucket Sports. Rocket Sports was founded by athletes for athletes, and all their products are engineered to the highest standards and come with our fair play guarantee and a lifetime warranty. Go to 
rocket.com and look for holiday gift ideas for the weekend warrior or the serious athlete in your life today. Once again, that's one four two zero R U K K for ten percent off at checkout. When you purchase from Rocket, you come to win. The 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, Four Beer Sports, talking a whole lot more. We are one week away from our, uh, or 10 days away from our three-year anniversary here at the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Uh, Dave, uh, tell me one thing that you that you said, maybe that you thought, fuck, maybe I shouldn't have said that in our in our three-year history. In my uh, life or today? Even, to, no, <laughs> on, our, on our show. I know I put you a spot a little bit. You went, fuck, maybe I shouldn't have said that one. There was one time I went off and I dropped a couple of C sharps and I actually uh, texted uh, old Neutron and said, "Hey, around the twenty-five minute mark, there's uh, it got a little salty. So if we can desalinate that little bit, which he did. And there's a couple other times where I did drop the C sharp and uh, and he and he wiped them out. It was like, no, oh, no, I want I kind of wanted that C bomb to be there, but." Um, the C sharps, the C sharp, and then like every well, like or last year, like uh, the twenty, the beginning of the twenty twenty two baseball season, I think I picked fifteen or sixteen no hitters. But that's yeah, before that we one knew. didn't work out very well. No, that was that didn't work out. Yeah, but that's before the the sticky stuff and 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 starters. There was a no hitter last starters. night. A, a guy in Philly threw one last last night. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, four so walks, had, hitters. No, it was nice. It was good. good, good yes, walk. we have we've had a couple yeah. in the last little bit, so it's it's nice. And 124 pitches because uh, we know Booner would have taken him out after 78, Jeez. right? Boone's an idiot. We'll Garrett Cole, <laughs> Garrett, your last place, New York Yankees. My last place, New York Yankees. We'll talk with them tomorrow. Anyways, Dave, we'll finish up tonight. Uh, a little who is better? Pretty simple. I say one name. And another, and then you tell me who was better. They have nothing to do with each other, uh, not sports or uh, music or entertainment related. Are you ready to go? I know the rules, and I'm always ready to play who's better. Who is better, Rose Nyland or Pete Rose? Rose Nyland. I don't help me out. Golden Girls. Oh, Rose Betty White. Yeah. Or Pete Rose, you know, I got to As much as I believe Pete Rose still should be admitted from the Hall of Fame, he's uh, the second um, best hit, like the number two on the all-time hit list. No, he's number one. Uh, no, uh, Chiro Suzuki is. Um, yeah, because he's got those Japanese records. Yeah. Yeah, and he didn't even come to the league until he's 28. So I think it's I think Ichiro Suzuki is the best hitter of all time, uh, like the singles leader of all time. Ted Williams is the best hitter of all time. Pete Rose did really a disservice to himself and the game by breaking the cardinal rule and then lying about it for decades. Betty White is just a natural national treasure. But we're not talking about Betty White. We're talking about Rose. So I'm Rose gonna give. Uh, I'm gonna give. Uh, I'm gonna give. Uh, I'm gonna give Charlie Hustle the nod on this one. Pete Rose. Pete Rose over Rose Island. Yes, that might be. Jeez, uh, that might be a good Twitter poll in world because I I would think that more people would like uh, Rose Island more than Pete Rose. Uh, Rose is more. Uh, Rose Island is more lovable. Yeah. But uh, Charlie Hustle was a guy you wanted on your team, especially in the 80s, right? 
Like I remember him. Um, <laughs> with hard. His, yeah. With his Lou Ferrigno haircut and with that Philadelphia Phillies team, that one that I liked with uh, Mike Schmidt and, and Tug McGraw, not, yeah, it was Tug yeah, McGraw. McGraw. Was, yeah. yeah, yeah. When the Phillies beat, I want to see the Royals. Tug McGraw motherfucked me in Florida once. I was uh, um, I, when I went to umpire school there. Uh, Fuck me. We were talking, blah blah blah, and I he I made a call. Something he was on the sidelines. There was some fantasy camp thing going on, and Tug McGraw gave he pretty he pretty much told me I was the worst umpire on the planet. Tug McGraw, Tim McGraw's father. That's what I heard. Yeah, yeah, Tug McGraw. I, I don't like Tug McGraw very much. I yeah. thought he was pretty cool. I was. Well, a, I, I, I did until that 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 day. Anyways, uh, Dave, <laughs> uh, who is better, Sammy Hagar or Sammy Sosa? Sammy Sosa is a cheater who is not comfortable in his own skin. Sammy Hagar. Is a have you seen dis- Sosa's skin lately? <laughs> he, he, oh. he looks like a, a fucking the marshmallow man. Yeah, there's stuff going on there. He didn't get very good uh, Botox or whatever it was. Yeah, no, no, like there's something going on. He's whiter than me in the summer. Like it, honestly, like he he's he glows a little bit. Um, so I don't know what he's doing there, and he's he's fat and he's a cheater. Um, we all know he was uh, doing steroids. He had the cork bat. He forgot how to speak English in front of the the Senate panel there. Just in general, not comfortable in his own skin. Whereas Sammy Hagar took the job after uh, the falling out with David Lee Roth. And then when they took David uh, Lee Roth back, Sammy stuck to his guns. By far and away, the lesser front man. But he did his own thing and he stuck by his guns. I'm going to take Sammy Hagar all the way on this one. That, Not even that, close. That Van Hagar song, Can't Stop Loving You for, uh, for, uh, for, un- 51 Lord, 50. Oh, oh yeah. God, yeah. can't stop loving. I love that tune. Love it. <laughs> Remember that, that song with, uh, right now and the uh, Saturday Night Live did the crystal gravy with it. Like it was a spoof on Pepsi crystal yeah, yeah. or something. It was hilarious. I, but like, yeah, Sammy Hagar had a decent voice. Um, he always, he's uh, made a, he made a ton of money on tequila or some fucking thing. Yeah, Cabo Wabo. I I've been yeah. to his joint down there in uh, Cabo San Lucas, and I didn't. I see went to him, Cabo but... Wabo in Vegas there. I think it's in uh, the Planet Hollywood. The yeah, no, he's uh, yeah, Jesus. Uh, here's another one. Uh, who is better, Pat Roy or Pat Benatar? Oh, Pat Roy. I Pat Benatar was a bit turned into a bit of a sellout. Uh, Love is a battlefield is when she first came on the scene. She was uh, she was a hard rock female, one of the first ones to do it. But then she kind of sold out. Uh, like We Belong got soft and just faded off. <clears throat> Excuse me. Whereas Pat Roy burns hot. Uh, gold medal, Stanley Cups. Um, I'm not a big fan of Pat Roy, the person, but logo medals. Oh, you're right. He didn't, he never did get a gold medal on the Olympics. No, he's a loser. In fact, he, he big leagued him that one time too. Uh, in, I want to say Salt Lake when he wasn't de- going to be declared number one, it was yeah, up there. He's in that, so yeah. so that, that's when uh, Marty Berder became that's when, the best goalie in the pl- ever on the planet there for a little bit. Yeah, you're right. 
Um, I'll still take Pat Roy. I will. St- I will take Pat Roy. What four cups? Then uh, one, yeah. two, three, four. Yes. Yeah, two with the the abs and yeah. two with the abs. Uh, Pat Benatar. There, she has that one song, "All Fired Up." Fuck, I love that. Was the greatest hairscape song back in the day. Fuck, I love that song. I put, she did have some good songs. Oh, All right. fired and, up. That was the best hairscape warm up song. Fuck, I I put my lid on the fucking top of the net and just fucking give her a. Oh, I love that riff. It was something else. Hair skating goalies. What a oh yeah. I was a dog. There's no getting around that. I'll fucking be the last day. Uh, last one to uh, to end the night. Uh, Dave here, fourteen twenty sports bar podcast. Four Bears sports talking a whole lot more. Who is better? Uh, Blue Jays great. Tom Hankey or Tom Cruise. <laughs> I know Tom Cruise is still killing it with this Mission Impossible franchise. I cannot tell you. I think the last Tom Cruise movie I saw Tom was... Cruise's negative goes down and Tom Hankey's fucking positive goes up. Yeah. I don't like Tom Cruise. Neither do I. He kind of creeps me out. Uh, especially with all, this part of all that stuff, that Scientology stuff, and and the, you know he clearly has the stuff. it factor, right? He, he he still puts asses in the seats, does a lot of his own stunts. I gotta respect his game, but I don't watch. I'm not I'm not a consumer of movies like I used to be. Tom Hanks, a few good men's a really good movie. That's a good movie. Top Gun was a good movie back in the never, day. All the right moves felt, was a really good I movie. I fell asleep four minutes in. I've never seen it. For which one? Top Gun. I fell asleep four minutes in the Empress Theater for Cloud. I fell asleep. Oh, I never woke up. The very first one? Yeah. Like back 40 years ago. Yeah. I never oh, woke up. Really? Huh. <laughs> I, I, I fell asleep. No, I kind of enjoyed tired. it. Oh, obviously, because that was a pretty good movie back in the day. I never did see the new Top Gun. Like I say, I'm not a moviegoer anymore. Um, Tom Hankey, he only got one ring. They traded him um, to go with Dwayne Ward. The Terminator is what they, I believe they, he were, they was called him. He was money, though. He was money back in the day. Um, but the Jays weren't winning that much. Yeah. Back in the day, I'm I'm gonna give this one on just on career and Hall of Fame credentials. I'm gonna have to give this one to Tom Cruise, even though I am not a Tom Cruise fan. By a hair at the nose, coming down the wire, self-bound yeah. down. I gotta give it to Tom Cruise just because, anyways. No one of those. Just because, yeah, but because no, no, like no. you say this to ninety percent of the population, they're gonna say, "Who's Tom, Tom Hickey?" <laughs> Yeah, there's a listener to of ours right now, like Tom Hankey, reliever for the Blue Jays in the late '80s. I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah, late '80s, early '90s. No, we gotta we gotta learn our demographics a little bit here. But anyways, no, no, he was great though. Like he was one of those guys. He'd come in over. Well, and then then that year, then too, because the Jays only had to get it to seven because they had Dwayne Ward and yeah and Hankey, right? 
They like yeah, you, they like had you, it set like up. We we talked about the Jays a lot back then, but you remember like like Juan Guzman, he would go seven, eight every in every in done. Six number sixty-six with the Jerry Cur- Jerry yeah. curl. Right. Yeah. You he can goes, only pitch six. And then middle relief bing, for one, bing, and done. then and then you had uh Ward in the eighth and Hanky in the in the ninth. Did I get like that that Jays team was stacked. Fuck, that was a good. We team. should do that someday. Like it maybe in our our after our fourth year doing this fucking bullshit. We should say what team was better than that team. Like really, honestly, like with Whamco and the pitching staff, like you know, all of it. Yeah, with the with the pen and White, Almer, Mulder, Carter, Carter, Oler, Pat Borders. And then and then you throw in you throw in uh, uh, Kelly Gruber that, that that that's eight out of nine, yeah. And then you had Winfield coming off the bench. And then, and then the, the next year they added Ricky Henderson into that that mix. Yeah. And then the pitching staff and on and on and on and then they add the, the pitching staff. Well, let, let's win a world let's win a World Series and then we'll add David Cohn. Oh fuck. Yeah. And Jimmy Key was on that yes. staff. Oh, there, man. there weren't many teams in the history of baseball. And this isn't being uh, Team Canada, but in the history of baseball teams, there wasn't many teams better better than those two Blue Jay teams. There wasn't. I I kind of agree with you. Like you know, like and it, they 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 were just so good, and like, barely and got it, by those Oakland teams. How good? Yeah, they were. because that was with McGuire and and um, and uh, Dave well, Stewart, McGuire, Eckersley, and fucking. On on that went, yeah. Fuck me, no. Those Jays teams, the, the, those are historical teams. They're, I believe, yeah, are. yeah. To yeah, the, the the way they went back to back, and obviously they couldn't keep that payroll all together because a couple of those guys were at the end of their career. Um, but Jack nonetheless, Morris. Jack Morris, he he didn't. Oh. Yeah, he was. Yeah. That was that was a great fucking ball team. Yeah, it's it's crazy how people just forget about that. How good those teams actually were. Like, yeah, just nuts. It's actually nuts. Uh-huh. And like in defensively too. Like Devon White was as good as any center fielder you see today. Like God, that guy made some hard catches look easy. The greatest second baseman I've ever seen in my life is Roberto Alomar. Yes, he's had some different situations going on with his life, and there was some not so good stuff going on but he's the best second second baseman ever in in my opinion i agree like he played that position like no other smooth his range (laughs) and his arm like like he's he's the first guy that i i i I ever saw well no and do that jump throw to first unbelievable you know catch it on his backhand plant jump and throw in the air like god he was good I I still never heard John Olerud talk though. No. <laughs> John, what do you think? He's nods. John, you know we're on radio, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't nod, John. Yeah, can you say something? Yeah, no. <laughs> no, that like, well, yeah, I, I can't. Like, we'll, we'll have to do that one one day. One team better than them. I I, I can't think of it. In, in yeah, we life. should do some lineups, right? Like, like because like, those Yankee teams, obviously, with your core, your core four boys, they were but so good. But like, not the, like the, that. Not like that. And like that was a team that was there for the whole year, and 
Oh, and and not only good. yeah and like so and they they took their lumps right because they were losing to Detroit all the time and then when they finally, I think they lost 85 85 87 yeah Doyle yeah, Alexander Detroit, fucking gave her up yeah yeah and then once they got by Detroit they they had to slay the Oakland A's I'll never forget that home run Alomar hit off of Eckersley in the ALCS that one I was year. in Bonnie Alberta at uh, Crystal Hebert's house. Yeah, I remember that. My billet's yeah. friend's house, yeah. Thanksgiving weekend. Crazy, anyways. No. Well, speaking of moments in history, yesterday was the day the Oilers traded Gretzky. Where, okay, I, I had that, unfortunately, in the morning. I, I know where I was. Where were you that day? I was uh, waiting for my buddy Derek. In fact, I texted him. Uh, we were going to go play tennis. He pulled up in his 1982 Honda Civic and said, hey, let's go. I go, get in here. The orders just traded Gretzky. I had yeah. it on a Telus. So he ran back out, shut off his car, came in, and we just sat there with our jaws on the floor for a half hour watching that press conference. I was in Windsor, Ontario, a Little League Championship Get <laughs> fucked. Yeah, get <laughs> fucked. I told a fucking, I told a, a man, I was 14 years old or 13, I, I just turned 14, uh, five days prior, four days prior, and I told a, a fucking 40 year old man to get fucked. Shut up. You're fucking stupid. And Margaret was looking at me like, Brent, you can't say that. I just did. He's stupid. And as it turns out, I was. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's still, uh, it's still amazing to me that that happened. I get it. Yep. It, it, it made, I, I, I get it now more than I did twenty years ago, because now that I know yes. more, now that I know, like, I, like I'll, I'll never understand forty years ago, but I'll, I understand more now twenty years ago than twenty years ago because I know how money in business works now. It was done solely for money. For money. For Pots money. Pots and that's need, it. Need some dough, and that was it. And that was it. And like, and, and Gretzky was a commodity, and and yeah, Peter Poppington was, needed money, and that was it. For he got he got fifteen million bucks. Like, what what deal could be made now? Nothing for fifteen million dollars. Like, like so. No, but, but but you you couldn't like. Who's the best player in each league? Well, you got to say Otani and, yeah, Otani. and Patrick. Patrick Mahomes and then like in the NHL. So what David. what what would Mahomes go for to let's say Seattle? Yeah, I don't know. Like like yeah. and does that count to your salary cap? Like here, like take his salary, we'll take uh, some cheapies, and then you sign us a four hundred million dollar check. Like, I don't know. Like, Dave, I, I, would, I would try to make a deal for Mahomes for somebody else, but someone would call us gay and suck each other off in the basement, whatever. But I won't, I won't, we won't do that tonight, but whatever. We're in the 1420 podcast. Jesus Christ. Anyways, the 1420 Sports Bar podcast, Ford Bears Sports talking a whole lot more. Uh, take care of each other. More important to take care of yourself. You need to be around. Can you stick in the ice? And what else, Dave? I don't want to see Jim swing at high pitches and get this episode out tomorrow, young man. Yeah, he's been slacking a little bit. Oh, we're going to have words. And we are back Mondays and Thursdays from here on in, so, well. Baseball is is, is kind of done for both of us. I'm done. Oh, well, congratulations. I'm retired. How's that feel? Attaboy. Well, take a rest then. Okay, sure, then.
Ah, you got too many chores, though. Chores. That honeydew lipstick. Oh, fuck. It's been, it's been growing since March. <laughs> I, th- there isn't a deal you can make that would compare to that. The single best player in the history of his sport at the peak of his powers. Like, NBA does it all the time. Like, LeBron's done it three, four times, but that's, it's different because he's not generational. He's not... I guess he is. There's but not a base- deal that can be made that a guy has won four out of five championships or three out of four, whatever it was. He's the best player on the planet that could ever be done again. No, I'm traded for cash. For 10 mil. <laughs> like, a, like a contract. For less than David makes in a year, yes, it's it's unreal. It, it it's absolutely unreal. God damn! Shows you what kind of shysters were owning franchises back in the day, right? <laughs>